I really like that one. That's a good pick, baby. Um, welcome, everybody. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, as usual, I am VA Verse, and across from me is my beautiful wife, Z. Hey, guys. And this is another episode of For Better or Worse. Thank you guys again for tuning in. Um, we really appreciate it. Yes, we do. 100%. Let me turn you up a little bit right there, baby, because you got a little soft voice today. Got your soft voice on today. Um, a little scratchy today. Yeah, you're a little sick. Not the lights, all the mics. Wow, I thought you were gonna say something real sweet. I was ready for it too. I thought you were gonna oh, look at rewind, it. Rewind. take care of my baby. I was about no, to no, be like, rewind oh, thank you. Rewinding. No, I only want to rewind. <laughs> rewind it. Um, you got a little, a little sick today, so I'm gonna have to make sure I take care of you. Give you some warm soup <laughs> and all of that jazz. Mm, thank you. But anyways, um, we are still here. As wifey says, she is a little under the weather, but she's ready. 
ready to go. We're going to talk today about big changes in a relationship. In particular, um, as far as being specific to our relationship, a big move. Mm -hmm. A very big move. Cross country move. Yes. How many years into our relationship? Two. Um, Two years. We got together in what year? 2006. Aaliyah was one, so we left in 2008. Right. It was actually 2009, I believe. I believe it was actually 2009. Leah hadn't turned two two yet, but, you know, it was 2009. Yeah, so about, what, three years? Close. We were uh, engaged. We were engaged. So, yeah, so three years into our our relationship. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, and we decided. Well, I want you to I want you to first kind of tell because this was kind of the idea was sparked by you. Well, the idea was sparked from my mom because in Virginia is all my family. Mm-hmm. But my immediate family was had moved to Arizona and the only people that really that that I could call on was in Arizona. So my mom was like, you know, you have Aaliyah, mm-hmm. our firstborn, um, and she needs to be around family and it'll just be better for you guys to, you know, leave Commonwealth State and move out west. It'll be much better. And at that point in time we were heading into the recession. The recession hadn't hit us yet, but we were heading into the recession. Um and, you know, our lease was coming to an end. And we were like, well, we were hit with a crossroad. Either we could stay in Virginia, keep living how we were, which wasn't bad. Um, by this time, it was just me, you, Dominique Leanne, and the, and the girls. By this time, I think everybody had basically left. All your, you know, the help the homeless, the help the hood foundation had left. And we basically we're at a crossroads we're like do we stay or do we go yep and so um we talked about it and we decided that we were gonna go right except somebody ended up having cold feet the day before we were about to leave Mm -hmm. so i'll take over from right there Mm -hmm. so yeah we discussed um trying we discussed moving across the country to Arizona from Virginia now me I got a little bit of you know moving bird you know in my blood my dad moves around a lot when I would go visit my dad every summer every summer he'd be somewhere different and not just like oh he moved from this side of town to that side of town no I mean one summer I go he'd be in Maryland one summer I go he'd be in Jersey another one DC New York Connecticut like big moves you know what i'm saying so right. i already had that in my blood so it was cool for me to move now simone's or z i'm sorry is 100 percent correct i did have cold feet the day before we when left. we say cold feet them bitches was, was yes ice blocks um near near um what do, uh frost what is frostbite Frostbitten. yes hypothermia they was near hypothermia like <laughs> but um 
I definitely did have cold feet. For one, I was leaving a place that I had been pretty much spent my whole life living at. Um, I was leaving family or lack thereof. And your main thing was you was leaving your friends. Yes. Your friends were a very big part of your life, even bigger than your family, mm-hmm. bigger than anything. Because when family wasn't around, your friends were there. Your mentors Mm -hmm. were there. So I didn't really get it then. I kind of get it now. But, yeah, you were leaving them. And that was your main concern was that you're you're leaving your friends. Right. And it was basically a, a situation where Z was leaving for to to be with her family. Mm-hmm. And I was leaving my family. I think that, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think that part, especially back, definitely back then, I think that part of the reason you didn't understand was because you knew that I wasn't particularly close with my family. Mm-hmm. So I think that you kind of felt like, well, what's there to stay of? Because, again, you're you're not, you weren't as close to your friends, maybe one but you weren't as close to your friends as close as I was to my friends. Well, my friends were like family to me as well. Mm-hmm. Like Lassani Leanne was like my sister because we never really got along. Uh, me and my sister, we we had spurts where we would get along. Yeah. But uh, Lassani was like my sister. So leaving her was like leaving a family member. However, uh, some things had happened at that point in time, um, you know, where we weren't really on talking ter- like we were on talking terms, but you know, she was it, upset you were leaving, right? Well, apparently, and I found out maybe a year or two ago that you and her had a conversation, and she was mad because of the conversation that you and her had, which was, oh, you uh, apparently that before I guess before we even talked about moving out west Mm -hmm. that you were like yeah you know me and Z are getting married and you know we're gonna need we're gonna want it to be just the three of us when when we start our married life and basically you were saying that we regardless of if we moved out west or not that we would be it would be the three of us right and that you know we're gonna start off our lives over here so she was pretty upset about that, which I didn't know that that's where all the animosity came from. And Mm -hmm. she never came to me and talked to me and said, Hey, this is a conversation that me and verse had. So I knew that she was mad about something or Mm -hmm. was upset or distant for some reason. Cause she pulled back a lot and I, and I never knew why until recently, like maybe a couple of years ago, but she was mad because it was always me and her. Like when I said, before we met you, we basically lived out the car because we were we was chilling. We would go to this place, that place, chilling. We'd have clothes for everything. She'd come to my house. I'd go to her house kind of thing. We were just young and just living our best lives. Right. And then we meet guys and then we have kids. And now it's like you're engaged and you have a daughter, you know, like you're leaving me, right? Regardless of if it's going across country or if you're moving into your own space, like this is a, it was just a big change. Yeah. My thing was, is that she didn't come and talk to me about it, but so, yeah. So basically at that point in time, we weren't really talking, um, you know, too much. So it was, 
it was like okay whatever I, I but I to be honest I really didn't understand why it was such a big deal for you to leave your friends and that your friends and your relationship even when we moved out west was a big uh weight on our relationship right. until recently right I get what you're saying I know exactly where you're going with that um yeah so I think um like I said, I think that you didn't quite understand the magnitude of me leaving my friends because they were, they were, a lot of my friends were above the relationships I had with some, a lot of my blood members. You know what I mean? So definitely, definitely. So it was a thing where I was ready because one, I was in love and two, we had a, we had a family, which was very important to me. And three, I like new shit. You know what I'm saying? I like new shit. I like new surroundings and stuff like that. But this was different than moving to Williamsburg. You know what I mean? Like, cause that's, that was the difference that I did that I had when we got together and when we started shacking up for like a previous episode, but like, um, we started shacking up and stuff like that. My change of scenery Dang. was, was moving. My change of, change of scenery was moving to Williamsburg, moving uh, a couple cities away. From where I'm, where where I'm from, mm-hmm. not moving across the country. What I just I just looked it up to. What was it? Let me see. Two thousand four hundred and twenty three miles. We normally just say we move three thousand miles, miles away, but isn't <laughs> I, when, when you under five, you can't, can't round it up that that much. Anyway, three thousand <laughs> miles away. Yes, I like two thousand four hundred twenty three. Wow, very accurate. Okay, twenty four twenty three moving on so yeah. yes it was three thousand miles that we were <laughs> we were flying across country and before the night the night before we were leaving i was like i don't know about this we walked to a park that was in our apartment complex right and you were like i don't know I don't and know i'm like this. you don't know what plane tickets have been bought stuff apartment everything is packed up Lease is we, shut down. Yes, we have Light no place to, to go. It is time for us. It, we it's time to go. What do you mean you don't know? And that was a very that was a that was a hard conversation. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you were upset. I was, but it was. But it, it gets to a point where I'd stop arguing with you looking, because looking it's going to be what it's going to be. Looking back, would you have handled that conversation differently? With more finesse, more understanding, maybe. Maybe, but I mean, I'm pretty sure if I was the person that I am now, mm-hmm. because the person that I was back then was a very heated firecracker, mm-hmm. and it didn't take much to spark me to be a very aggressive person. Mm-hmm. Like now, I can I can handle situations with finesse and hit you with the soft the soft voice. That's anybody in any situation. I can kind of come at it a different way, but back then. Like a little bit, it was just like, the "Fuck you, mean? Like, wh- what do you mean?" And so, I mean, maybe I I was pretty hard on you, but after a while, it was just like, "It is what it is. Either you coming or you staying." And, and I not, remember and walking not, away from the park, just being like, "You got to make this decision on your own." Yeah, and I honestly, you know, even though ultimately, of course, I made the decision to come, I think that that wasn't the conversation I wanted us to have. You know what I mean? Like I wanted us to have like a real conversation about what it is that you want and and the things that I that I'm fearing, the thing the fears that I have about making such a big move, you know, you kind of 
turning those fears into not so much fears or whatever, or, you know what I'm saying? Turn those fears into turn those negatives into positives. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of more of a, it was kind of more of a, I'm fucking up type of feeling that I got from our conversation. Uh Like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm on bullshit or something like that. Rather than what now, like I said, now that I look back, it was a legitimate feeling that I had for legitimate reasons. If we both would have voiced our concerns in an adult way, but we have to understand that we yeah, were, were barely turning adults. Mm-hmm. So we're making adult right, we're making adult decisions mm-hmm. and we can't even communicate mm-hmm. as adults. Mm-hmm. So my from my side it just looked like you wanted to stay with your friends. Oh, you so so you trying to back out of all of this and stay here with your friends and let me and your daughter go 3,000 miles away. 24, 23 mi- miles away. Yeah. And that's what it looked like. And, but you, and like you said, you never was like, these are my legitimate concerns. It was just, you couldn't articulate it into words. Mm. So we had the hard conversation and end up with me just being like, you figure it out. Either you gonna be on a plane in the morning or you're not. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, and I left. I, wa- I went back home. I walked back to apartment. the apartment. I think I sat there for a minute. You did. Yeah. Yeah, you did. You you sat there and I went back in. Everybody's like, oh, where's verse? Yeah, outside. Yeah, boy. It was just a, it was just a lot. It was a, it was a big thing, but we did it. If you could articulate your feelings, then what would you have said? What I would have said then was. Because, yeah, I understand more about communication a lot now. So I would have first started off by trying to assure you that this has nothing at all to do with me and my desire to be with you. Um, But I'm a and that's one thing, too. I'm young. I'm a young man. That's. That's been in the streets a lot. So most 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 young black men, especially if they've been in the streets suppress certain feelings because mm-hmm. you always got to be rock hard yeah, fear is one of them fear is definitely one of the f- feelings that someone in that's in that scenario suppresses mm-hmm. so something that i probably wasn't that i probably wasn't willing to say back then that i would say now is like i said you know this has nothing to do with whether or not i want to um be with you or how much i love you but if I can be 100% honest with you, I'm scared. I'm afraid of such a big move. I'm afraid of what will happen if by chance we get out there and you don't, you know, we don't see eye to eye and we're coming, we're going to stay with your family. So like if me and you get into an argument, get into a fight, I'm out on the streets, I don't got nowhere to go. You know nobody. I know nobody. So I'm scared of that, for one. Two, I'm scared that I'll be alone. Like, I just, just period. Even if we're not, even if we're not on bad terms, that I'll just be alone. Like, it'll, I'll, I'll only have you, and I won't have anybody outside of our relationship. But one thing about that as well, when you said that, what if we get in an argument I have never, mm-hmm. even then, even starting from then, not even saying from the from then to now, but 
I have never put you out, no matter how big. And we've still had our arguments back then. Put me out the room. Yeah, you definitely had to sleep on the couch, but you ain't leaving the house. Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing. I still gotta you know prefer, where you at. You prefer for me not to leave the house. Whenever I left the house, was most it was definitely my decision. Exactly, and I think you've only left the house once when we stayed in the apartment, and that was when you and Dominique left. Mm-hmm. But that's something else. But anyway, but yeah, like. I would never have put you out, and I still won't. I still would never put you out of the house. Right. If we're not seeing eye to eye, you have you know we're not seeing eye to eye because you have blankets and you have pillows on the couch, and the room door gonna be locked. Like mm-hmm. that's it. But I'm not gonna put you out of the house, and that's something that I and and even when people questioned our relationship because it was definitely questioned by numerous people right. numerous times right, well it was just like why you want to be with her why you want to be with him and kind of thing and it was just like no it's gonna be us regardless and i definitely would not have bought you three thousand miles away from everything to be like you a piece of shit get the fuck out i know you ain't got nowhere to go like why would no matter how even back then no matter how mad i would have gotten at you or how aggressive I am, I'm still, for the most part, in my right mind to know that you have no place to go right now. And I love you enough not to put you in that situation to where you're sleeping on the street, you're sleeping in your car, you got to sleep with somebody, or you're sleeping at somebody's house that you don't know. Like, I would never have put you in that situation because I know where we came from. Mm -hmm. I met you when you were not at your your best. When I had when you were in say, between houses when I have shit. but um I, so i want to so why would i have put you back to where i know that you just came from i tried to help you get on your feet we tried to help each other get on our feet together i would never have put you out to be like here you will have to do that here right um <clears throat> um i have sorry i got a little parched throat right there um but yeah so it wasn't even as much of like you would put me out or something like that. I'm, I'm more along the lines of, okay, because we're out here, because I have nowhere to go, she might, you know, that might be a thing subconsciously or maybe consciously that she doesn't, how can I put this? How can I put this? How can I put this? That it's something where, where you know i don't got nowhere to go so it's like when you you can give somebody that ultimatum knowing that they don't have anywhere to go like well if you ain't trying to do this then you can get out it's either that or you get out knowing i ain't got nowhere to go so i know listen i'm I'm just saying like you don't know me like you don't know me you didn't know me even then and i I understand that it was a legitimate fear but but me as a person us being together for the last three years and me have never acted that way and i understand that your family or friends or your little ugly ass ex-girlfriend no did act I'm a, saying, a certain kind of way i'm saying you got you got people in your ears as well like oh well, what if this happened what if that happened you and when realize- have i let anybody else when have i let anybody else influence me no no, no, no. i'm talking about with me us i'm talking about me Oh, okay. And 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 feeding on to my fear. Let me let me take okay, the floor. Let me, let me take the floor for a second. <laughs> so, if he, it, 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 I was being fed. My fear, my fear was being fed, and it was growing by. Oh well, you know. Well, what if? 
you know, this happened. What if that happened? What if Who y'all just don't? Fear? I will talk about that. Give me a second. I was supposed to have the floor. All right. Okay. Cut your mic off. I'm just playing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cut the mic off if you want to. <laughs> no. So, um, I mean, it was people like, I mean, it was people like Gibbs. Um, yeah. Just people. Just people. I get it. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, fears being fed and I'm not saying that that was the, the catalyst of all of my fears or nothing like that, because, you know, I'm a, I'm a person I'm all in myself and I have my own fears and stuff like that. But, you know, having those fears and being, and being so far away possibly is pretty much the snowball effect. It was just a snowball effect. And as we kept getting closer and kept getting closer to the date, it was it was building and building and building. My fears were building, and building, and building to the point where it came to an explosion, and I had to tell you at least my fears. But of course, without I didn't express it in the form of these are my fears. It was just kind of like I don't know, I don't know if we should do this. Mm-hmm. Also, I understand you're saying like, oh, well, you know, you didn't know me. Well, yeah, you're right. There's nobody nobody knows a person in three even three years. We've we've come to learn in our 12 mm-hmm. years together 13 years almost mm-hmm. that we still learn about each other yeah. so it's definitely not possible for somebody to know somebody in three years and although i have been with you for three years and a lot of those three years we've been staying together it's still you still don't know a person you still learn new stuff you still I see agree. new stuff because with a lot of stuff that ended up happening I would never have thought that you would have done a lot of those things. Not a lot, but maybe a couple of those things. I would have definitely bet my bottom dollar that I would not have done. I would not have thought that you would have done a couple of those things. So I will agree and say that you don't know a person after three years, but moving on you know so we did we came after you came back in and we said that you were gonna go um that you were gonna come with us you know we had one last night with our people and then the next day we were going to get on the plane with a almost two-year-old and that flight three thousand miles across country was atrocious we were on a flight for hours and hours and I don't even think that we realized how long we were going to be on this flight the flight was so long and I think we only got um I think we only got two seats for me and you and Okay, I want you to pause your story right there, please. So, <laughs> everyone, our phone, we, we, our laptop, which we, we co- record the audio on, it was dying. So, I went to go get the charger, and you hear me, I'm out of breath. <laughs> I went to go get the charger, and I brought it back, and then I was like, oh, cool, I'm going to go grab me a beer real quick. So I go and I got pajama pants on. So I'm trying to paint the picture. I go and I go to hit the corner from the hallway to go 
into the kitchen and my pajama pants got lodged under my my planting <laughs> foot the foot that plants the, the turn and i slipped and if you know me you know i got a bad right knee my bad right knee so i'm i slip and i use my right leg to kind of catch my slip and my knee starts wobbling it's like ah, 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 and i start slipping and falling i almost fell but I didn't. The whole time, my daughter's like, "Oh no, Dad! Oh, Daddy! Oh no, Daddy! Oh no!" Are you okay? Yes. I'm like, "Oh my gosh! I almost killed myself trying to run to in the damn kitchen." The yes, trying to run. I'm be dead in the middle of the podcast. Someone would have been telling stories and shit. Talking about when is he coming when back? He Let coming me continue. Back? <laughs> Let me continue with the story. <sighs> I'm sorry, but that shit almost died just now, mid podcast. Trying to get a beer, which could have waited. Bitch, and the bitch is frozen. Good, so I'm glad. To drink it. I'm glad it's frozen because you shouldn't have got a beer in the middle of the podcast. We doing stuff. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> I'm but sorry. But back to the story. We're on the so plane, right? yes, we we didn't realize how long this flight was going to be. We have two seats, mm-hmm. which means that our toddler has to sit on either one of our laps. We're not sitting together, and I think we had one rest stop. And then the rest of the time we were flying and it was hours upon hours upon hours on this plane to the point where we both almost got claustrophobic. It was just like, what the fuck? And then we had this crying ass baby. Yes. Our baby won't cry. No, no. I'm talking about we had a crying ass baby on the plane. Yeah. That little motherfucker cried and cried and cried. And I'm just like. In that moment, we were thankful for how calm our child was yeah and even this is before you gave your kid a phone or a tablet so she was pretty cool i think they had like movies and stuff on the plane so she sat with little earphones on and mm-hmm. watched movies and stuff yeah we we did not know i guess we didn't know much about flying at that time i didn't know not i knew about know. flying but i didn't know enough that i this is my first time flying without my mom mm-hmm. so normally she handled everything we just got on the plane but this is something that we did on our own so looking at the rest times versus you know the layovers and mm-hmm. things like that were not something that we did mm-hmm. so we could have definitely picked a shorter flight yes we could have maybe found a shorter flight maybe even paid a little extra money for the flight just so it could be shorter mm-hmm. i remember there was a point in time on the flight where i was like okay we gotta be about to land pretty soon right now like we gotta be about mm-hmm. to land pretty soon excuse, excuse me flight attendant please um what uh how long until we land oh, about three hours <sighs> Oh lord! That oh, one no. meme, that one meme would do just lay back and like, bruh, bruh, bruh. Oh my gosh! I was man, I was done for. I could not take it. I was like, yeah, at this at this very moment, I knew I fucked up. <laughs> like I knew I fucked up by getting on this plane. But we made it. We did without incident. Our kid was well behaved. Mm-hmm. We kept our sanity mm-hmm. and we made it to. We didn't even. We didn't get. To, did you say we didn't get to sit together? Yeah, I just said that. Yeah. yeah, and we made it to Arizona. So we get here now. Granted, we get to Arizona. We have now. We're going from a, a place where we built this shit up on our own. Mm-hmm. So we end up getting jobs. We end up getting a place. We end up having a car. Everything. You brought the car to the relationship. Well, we ended up having a car. Right. But, you know, and we're going to a place where we no longer have the car. I gave the car to a friend who did not take care of it, but whatever, it wasn't mine anymore. So we gave the car to the friend. We're going to a place where we have no place of our own, no car of our own. We don't have any jobs. We're living off of unemployment. And it was just mine, right? 
You want unemployment? Was mm. it just mine? Or was it just yours? I think it was just mine. It was just yours. Yeah. Because I had to quit my job. Mm-hmm. I, I had to quit my job. Yep. And it was, we were living off of unemployment and we stayed with my mom and my stepdad. Yep. And everything was fine. I mean, it wasn't like it was a big deal. We had our own then, room. Yeah, we had our own room. Uh, we had our own little blow up mattress, mm-hmm. you know. Um, kind of had up, our own bathroom. Yep, we had our own bathroom, and we ended up uh, buying a little bed for Lyric for Leah, mm-hmm. um, the little toddler beds. But Door then we ran into a recession, mm. and that recession hit us hard. Yeah, I had a little jobby job. When we say a little job, we talk about I had to borrow my mom's car, and we oh. would get up at what four, three, four in the morning yeah. to take him to. The train, the train is it the, is it called light that? rail yeah the light, light rail. rail he would give him the light rail i would take the light rail to the closest to the earliest bus but uh, to the earliest bus i could i could catch to to the, uh where i work at mm-hmm. so those of you that don't know the phoenix valley area I, we were basically coming from the west side of phoenix I get dropped off near close to Central Phoenix mm-hmm. to take a to take a a train or a, a light rail to pretty much almost the edge of the of East Phoenix to take a bus to Scottsdale and North Scottsdale. Sheesh, I did not even know it was North Scottsdale. But the thing about mm-hmm. it is, the reason why Paradise I Valley. couldn't take him all the way to work is because my mom and my stepdad had ended up going to work within a couple hours. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't take him all the way there and get the car back to them by the time it was time for them to go to work. So I Mm -hmm. could only take him halfway, which killed me because I hated it because back in Virginia, um, when I wasn't able to work because I was on bed rest, I would take him to work every to take him to work. Wasn't anything new. It was just something that I did and I didn't, I didn't really think too much about it. It was just something that I had to do. It wasn't anything like, oh, I got to take this guy to work every day. No, it was just something that I was so used to doing. Most of the time I woke him up, had his lunch packed and ready to go. His clothes were clean, socks clean, everything. So and we would, I would take him to work. I would pick him up. So it killed me that he had to ride a train and a bus to work every day. And then a bus and a train back so i have to pick him up from the train station like i hated that well no i rode the bus back home because remember at close to that time i started going to school so i would get off so a lot of some of those days i would go to work i would get off of work and i would catch a bus to school and then catch a bus home no you would pick me up i'll pick you up from school school. i'm sorry so yeah i had a little jobby job and i and by little job i mean like i pretty much made as much money as z made with her unemployment Mm -hmm. you know like it wasn't it wasn't a big time job at all however it put pampers on the baby butt barely because remember we were still struggling even with my little job even with your unemployment and i believe your unemployment was coming up to a close or something right, like but that. we weren't we weren't struggling in the sense because I mean we had my mom and my stepdad there, but we were so used to being independent that we didn't want them to pay for anything that we needed. We didn't need we didn't want them to pay for accessories or toiletries. You don't remember the diaper breakdown? Yes, I oh. do remember the diaper the diaper breakdown. But um, 
But before we get there, it was just like we didn't want them to pay for anything. So when we say we were struggling, we as a couple were struggling. But I mean, we could have fell back on, you know, my mom and my stepdad if we needed to. And of course, you know, I had to go to um, get food stamps. Mm-hmm. And I would never knock a person who has food stamps or any kind of gov- government assistance. I think it's wonderful that you are, you know, that, that there's the, the government is there to help you. My only issue with being on food stamps is the fact that these motherfuckers act like they're giving you something they out of yeah. pocket. And the way that they <laughs> act towards you, you just be like, if it wasn't for my kid having to eat, I'd, sl- I'd come over across the counter and slap you. I'm going to slap you. Like, this is, this is fucking ridiculous. Like, yeah. why the fuck are you talking to me and treating me as if I'm asking you to give me $100 out of your check every month? Like, bitch, I'm not asking you for no motherfucking money. I'm asking, because if I recall correctly, taxes get taken out of my check every motherfucking time i work so you mean to tell me that when i'm down and out and i actually need government assistance you gonna treat me like shit i used to hate it it was like maybe every three months mm-hmm. every three months every six months that i would have to go down there and you know let them know that you still need assistance and things like that and i hated it and i would always say i cannot wait until i get to the per- the point where i do not have to be on government assistance so yeah, so we had food stamps. You know, we would put food in the house for everybody. It's not one of those keep your, your name on the orange juice kind of thing. We put food in the house uh, for everybody, which, you know, and I mean, it wasn't a stressful household. It wasn't a stressful way of life. It's not as stressful as we made it seem to ourselves because, again, we're independent by now. And so my unemployment comes to an end. And something ends up happening where my unemployment, well, we found out my unemployment was done and I don't think you had gotten paid yet. So we had no money and Leah was down to her last diaper, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And, um, I don't even know if you were still working by this time. Cause I don't think that you, because, because we, but we made the, okay. So we made the decision though, but I, we were defeated. We had been running, and how long were we here by this time? Mm, we came in what May? No, April. I want to say it was April. Mm-hmm. I want to say we came in April. Mm-hmm. So we were. This was probably three months. Okay, so this is three months in. We're down to our last Mm-mm, diaper. Four months. I'm sorry. Four. Okay, we're oh, down no, to about four months. Yeah, we're down to our last diaper, and we there's no money on my unemployment card and we come to find out that my unemployment is over mm-hmm. and we didn't have any money to buy the diaper now i'm feeling defeated and you get up and you walk to the bathroom mm-hmm. and but I, that from my point of view that's what it looked like it's just you got up because i'm just sitting there and i'm holding the phone in my hand and I'm sitting on one side of the room, you're sitting on the other, you just hop up and you go into the bathroom. And I'm just like, what the hell are we going to do? We have nothing. And I felt like shit because I, it was my idea to uproot us from everything we had to come here. And it was so hard for you to get that piece of shit ass job. Well, not piece of shit because it really helped us. Well, it helped us enough. But, you know, it was you know it was my idea to uproot us and move us and it was kind of like why'd i get married (laughs) 
when the girl, when uh, Jill Scott character wanted to go back to, I think it was Atlanta, and mm-hmm. she moved her dude, and he couldn't find a job. Mm-hmm. It was kind of just like that. It was just like, it was my idea to come here. It was supposed to be this better life, and we can't find, neither one of us could find work for real. Right. And now we have no money, and my daughter needs diapers, and I can't even afford and this is how I'm thinking, not really thinking about you, but I can't afford to care for this child that I laid down here and had. Mm-hmm. So we were broken. Mm-hmm. Broken, definitely. So to pick up where you were, as far as me going into the bathroom, I did. Of I did go into the bathroom and I sat on the floor. I put my, I put my hands, I put my face in my hands and I cried. And I mean, not just like, not just like tears, like cry, like your face is is ugly and sobbing. And and it was one of the worst feelings I've ever had in my life. Like the moment that I realized I, I was not capable of taking care of my family, that I did not, or not capable, but like I did not have the means available to me to take care of my family. When and you're down and broken and then when you when you have that realization like I can't do this. I physically I physically can do it if I was, you know, if we had the means and opportunity, but there's nothing in my power at this very moment at the second to stop this from happening or to make me be able to provide. And I think one of the main parts where it broke me so much, how it broke me so much is because I was trying to be different. This is annoying me. I was trying to be different. I wasn't trying to be on the same shit that I was on back home before I met you, before we had a child. Like all of the shit that I could have easily just went and did to get some money for some pampers. I wasn't trying to be on that here. I was trying to be different. I wasn't trying. I I, I had finally had a sense in, in, in one sense. I had a sense of not having to look over my shoulder and I didn't want to recreate that environment for myself and for my family in Arizona. So what really broke me down was all of the ways that I can think of where I can get some money to take care of my family. I can't do those because I'm not trying to. So I'm in a situation now where I have no skills to offer to you know, help us financially. I have no skills to offer. Mm-hmm. I have no experience in work for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, And like I said, I'm not trying to be on that same shit that I was on. Mm-hmm. I really contemplated that shit though. Mm-hmm. I really contemplated that shit. So I, he's gone for a minute. And so I'm like, okay, Simone, you know, we're, cause I, I'm not a dweller. I see a problem. It may knock me down, may knock me on my ass for a couple moments. You'll stress it. But then I'm like, okay. At the end of the day, my baby gonna go to the bathroom and I'm gonna need to find some diapers. So I stand up and I'm looking for Terrell. I'm like, hey, where's 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 I'm looking around. Go into the bathroom and I water walk into the bathroom and the door hits his leg. Mm -hmm. What? And I'm like, and I try to look in. 
why are you on the floor? Mm-hmm. So I squeeze in because I'm not a small person, <laughs> but I squeeze in and you are defeated in a way that I've never seen before. Defeated. You looked how I felt. Right. And so at that very moment, what do we say? What do we say? At that very moment, we're like, okay. I looked at you and I held your face in my hands and I wiped your tears and I said, we're going to make it through this. Right. And um, I think I think I no, no, no. Remind that um, when I after I let everything go, I was like, OK, we got to I got to figure out what we're going to do. I stood up. I went in my mom's room and I was like, my unemployment just went out and I need diapers for the baby. And she was like, yeah, come on, let's go. And I was like, no, I don't have any money to get the diapers. And she said, Simone, you're the only one that's been trying to do this on your own. Because she's offered and offered and offered to help us with stuff Mm -hmm. and to do stuff. But my thing was, is I'm already living in your house. You don't have to take care of me or my man or my baby because this is our family. We can, we got this, we can do this. Mm And she was like, you're the one that's been shooing away the help that we've been trying to give you. If you need diapers for the baby, the baby needs diapers. That's my grandbaby. You know, the whole spiel. Then we let's go. And I bawled because I was so grateful and thankful. Not saying that my mom would not have helped. She definitely would have helped if I allowed her to. Right. But I never allowed her to help. So I bawled. Well, I didn't bawl in front of her. I went back in the room. And I was so grateful and I, I was thanking Jesus. I'm like, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. And that's when I was looking for you and I realized that you were on the floor and I squeezed in the bathroom and I wiped your tears and I said, we're going to get through this. And I looked you in your face and said, we're going to get through this. I want you to call your old job back in Virginia and see if they can take you back. Mm-hmm. And then you was like, well, what about diapers now? And I said, well, mom said she would get us diapers and anything else that we needed, which we didn't, you know, we didn't want for anything. So I said, Mom said she was going to go and get us diapers. You call today and see if they'll take you back. And I said, I'm going to go and get diapers. And then by the time I get back, you would have called. And then you were like, well, that would mean that I would have to leave. And I'm like, if that means that you can put food on our tables and clothes on the baby's back then we're gonna have to do what we have to do until um so the thus began our plan and our plan was basically for me to go back home work my job that i had before i left home which was solid which was very reliable mm-hmm. um work Thank that you. work that job that i had back when i was at home until um to run up to kind of run up our numbers for tax season mm-hmm. so that we can get some tax money back and then try to elevate off of that. Also, the plan was for Z to find employment while I was back home so that when I come back home, we kind of have a we have the cushion of the tax money and the cushion of her having a job, mm-hmm. which the plan went exactly according to plan. Mm-hmm. It went exactly according to plan. However, you know what? Let's take this. We might as well take this time to talk about that separation mm-hmm. well we were separated but not separated we were in our relationship but we were 3,000 miles away from each other mm-hmm. I think it, it was rough 
Sexually, of course. <laughs> Sexually, of course, it was rough. It wasn't that bad. But the only thing is, is for some reason, we ended up breaking up. Yeah. And Commun- like a communication. That's that's the that is the Achilles heel of our relationship. Yes, it is. And even though we were broken up, he still sent money. Mm-hmm. And he still did a, everything that he said that he was going to do. He still did it. But I remember he, we, he, I remember he broke, broke up, up with, with me right. the day before Aaliyah's second birthday. Right. The day before. Because I remember I was up and we was putting up streamers and balloons and shit. And you was and telling me. I was pissed putting them streamers up. I snatched the tape off and put the tape on the wall and did the little thing. Before we broke up, you were telling me how I, you were telling me how I should call Leah more and how I should, and how, you know what I'm saying? I should take the time to call her more so that she, you know, remember, knows who I am and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because she's a young, she's, she's at a very young age to where if you're not part of her everyday life, she could possibly lose, lose sight of who you are. It's like, uh, what, what's the saying? Um, oh, out of sight, out of mind. Right, exactly. Kind of so me being the young person I am, and uh, I don't, I don't want to, I, I don't even feel like I could legitimately say that it was bad communication on your part. But me taking it wrong, I'm taking it like, oh, it's, it's trying to tell me I'm a bad father. That's exactly how you took it. Yes, and I was like, and that's exactly what you said. You was like, oh, so you trying to say I'm a bad father? Uh, ain't nobody say that you was a bad father. I just said that you should talk to your daughter more because, you know, she's, she still asks about you and, you know, I don't know your schedule. I know that you work, but we're, we're three hours difference. I don't know the schedule that they got you on. And when you went back to, um, to work, you stayed with my best friend, Mm -hmm. Leanne Losney. So you Mm -hmm. stayed with her. And so I'm just like, you know, I don't know what's going on. And then you had your little friends there and, you know, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I just know that you were supposed to be there to work mm-hmm. and you weren't really calling um, us or Aaliyah mm-hmm. as much as I felt as though you should have. Mm-hmm. And I, and I want to have a little insight. I don't know if I ever talked to you about this, but I, I had guilt. I had pre existing guilt for myself like as far as being a boyfriend, as far as being a father, that I was three thousand miles away from my family. Whether or not I was working to take care of us, I had, like I said, pre existing guilt of like, man, am I less of a boyfriend or a father because I couldn't make it work where my family was. I had to leave where my family was to make it work. You know what I'm saying? Which you went back there to work to provide. Right. So I don't think you looked at that as far as, well, I'm going back here to work and, and things like that. But you, you kept your word. However, I guess that was a straw on your back because you was like, fuck it. We ain't got to. What, what do you remember what you said? you like, fuck it. We ain't got to do this. We ain't got to be together. Whatever. Then it's over. It's over. Uh, it's over. It's over. That's it, all right. It's over then. Click. No, no, no. Before I was like, oh, it's over then. You just make sure that you call your daughter because tomorrow's her birthday. Click. That was it. I was like, it's over then. I was livid. (laughs) I was so mad. 
if them streamers look real nice because we had a little door explorer party for her mm-hmm. but them streamers was put up there by by fury and lividness mm. them the stream of the tape was all slammed up there and i mean the place looked nice because we had it in the, in the apartment and the place looked nice but that was it like i was like fuck it two tears in the bucket it is what it is i'm not worried about it and but to be honest at that point in time i never even thought that you still would not have provided for us you you would have never thought that i would have still sent the money no, I, I wouldn't have. I would. I did not have a, a doubt in my mind that you still would not have provided for us. For some reason, you. Oh, is he gonna send the money? Never crossed my mind. Right. Because I guess I still knew that you would. Of course. But I. I was pissed. So then, you know, days later, you call. Mm-mm, ain't talking to me. I pick yeah. up the phone. I get oh, the phone. I used to hate that. I used to hate that. Like I would call her. I would call her phone and she would pick up, but she would not answer. She wouldn't say hello or nothing like that. You would hear her clearly because it's like. You hear in the background, TV's going, stuff like that. And you hear kind of shuffling. Hi, daddy. Hey, baby. Like, you know what I'm saying? And she did that every time. And I would be like, and then she would, and then when she would check and be like, are you done talking to her? Yeah. No, no, no. Before then, before then, you had, um, I think it was like after maybe five times Mm -hmm. of that happening, you was like, put mommy on the phone. And I could hear because you said it loud enough. And I was like, what? And you was like, can you make sure that we're done talking before you hang up? Fine. Click. Mm-hmm. So the next time you called, um, I gave her the phone. And then after y'all done, you done? Yeah. Click. Mm. <laughs> we got nothing to talk about. You didn't want to be with me. You broke up with me, remember? So you call. You talk to your daughter. Mr. Oh, he called faithfully, too. He called what every day, every it was either every day or every other day, faithfully talked yes. to Aaliyah. And that was it. And I was like, We don't have nothing to talk about. You said that you didn't want to be with me. You was like, It's over. All dramatic and shit. Okay. Fine. It's <laughs> over. And that's it. And it was that was one of the easiest breakups because you were not there. So I didn't have to see you. I didn't right. have to be like, Oh, I knew you had a job. I know where you were staying. So, or, you know, for the most part. So, it it was what it was. And she would not get back with me until she came to visit, which I can't remember when it was that you came to visit. It was definitely still 2009, though. It was definitely the year. It was definitely still the, the same year that I, I went there. Because we finally talked. I think, I think one day you was just like, it's going up. And I was like, what? And you was just like, I want to talk to you. I miss you. Oh, oh, you do? It ain't over no more? Like, <laughs> I'm still pissed from months and months before. And we started talking and, you know, reconnecting or whatever. And so she still wouldn't, she still wouldn't, you know, stamp it. She still wouldn't make no, it official. Because I needed to look at you in your face to 
for one, tell you how much that I felt as though you hurt my feelings. I felt disrespected. It was the day before the baby party. And which I wouldn't have the money to do shit if he <laughs> didn't provide all the money to do it. But still, I was still, I, was, I felt real bad because I'm just trying to communicate with you and you over. Oh, okay, motherfucker. Then it's over then. So I would not be like, we're together. But he didn't know that I was going to come to visit him. Mm-hmm. Sneaky. And the day that I came back, me and Leah took a plane ride. We we knew how to fly this time because we made sure it was not a long flight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you had been calling me and I just kept sending or I would talk to you and be like, oh, hey, you know, we're just chilling. You're like, oh, what you doing? Chilling all in the airport. Chilling, you know, watch the TV. Like, oh, what's Leah doing? Oh, she's sleeping. She's taking a nap so that you wouldn't talk to her because at this point in time, she was talking she good. Was a little more, yeah. And she would have been like, we on an airplane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was like, no, she can't talk to him. And so um, we got on the flight, uh, another flight, because we were having a layover. Mm-hmm. And uh, my best friend picked us up. And she kept the secret, too. And then I said... Oh, and then I had her call you and was like, hey, I am I have a lot of groceries for the house. Can you come down and help me with the bags? Right. I remember that. So I walk outside. <laughs> so I walk downstairs. I walk outside. And there's my baby right there. I'm like, oh, snap. I was super excited. Like, like he stops like a deer in the headlights. Mm-hmm. And then he's just like, what? And and Lyric, oh, uh, Lyric, Leah is gone. Like she's booking i want to also i want to also mention this that while i was gone z had bought this little workout thing called an ab ab uh circle yes I and she it. was on her ab circle and going to the gym and all that stuff so she came back i'm like oh sure no she lost some of that leah weight you know what i'm saying she came back looking nice man we had some sex oh my god we had some sex and we was back oh, together. My gosh. Oh my god. <laughs> and we was back together. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I I could get awesome with that. Okay, we're gonna move on. I can so, get awesome. Anyways, so we had fun. But you know, that cause see the thing is is that sometimes in our relationship I felt like I couldn't have you and have my friends at the same time because right. everybody was still young, fun, having fun with, you know, whomever, whenever, and you know, I used to be a player back in the day so some of my friends were still on that level they still wanted me to come out still run interference Mm -hmm. still be the wingman and i hadn't seen you in what six to nine months and i'm just Mm -hmm. like it was it was a pretty long time i felt like september i can't remember when you came out but it was i came home in september september 15th i don't know i just know i remember it was cold yeah. I don't know. Well, maybe three. I don't know. It, was, it had been a long time. It had been about four or five months since I had seen you. I don't want to go to no club. I don't want to hang out with you. I didn't come here to hang out with you. Like, not to be mean, but I didn't. I came here to see you, and you kept saying, well, why won't we going to be together? When we're going to be together? When we see, and I kept telling you, when we see, when we talk face to face, well, when is that going to be? Yeah. When we talk face to face, that's what it's going to be. I had already had everything in motion, yeah, you know, because okay. I am the queen of surprises. Yes. So, you know, and so everybody wanted to hang out and I didn't want to hang out. I hung out with you and the whole time that we was there, which was about four, four days. We just hung out. It was me and you hanging out and mm-hmm. we spent some time and we got back together. Yeah. And uh, then I. uh I finished my so I didn't mention too with the condition for me coming back to my my previous job 
was the fact that somebody that had pretty much because they had brought somebody in to replace me when I left. Mm -hmm. But somebody that one of my coworkers that was working there when I was still there was going on maternity leave. Mm -hmm. So they so my boss, Nicole, she was like, okay, well, you can come back because so and so is going on maternity leave and you can occupy her spot until she comes back. Which was, but you have to be there the whole time she was right, gone. Right. Which was perfect for us. It ended up being till like February, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it ended up being till like February something, maybe March. Yeah, I think it was March. I think it was about six months. Yeah, so, so I ended up coming back in March. Um, we filed our taxes when I got back. Um, we got by this time I wasn't living with my mom anymore. Yes. A lot, a lot had changed when I came back. One, my daughter was a lot, was, was way more advanced and a little bit older Two, Z was fully advanced as far as her downloads and she could talk a lot. Yeah. Um, two, Z had fully endowed herself into school life Mm -hmm. and you had a job at the school. Mm -hmm. Um, and there was this program that if I, uh, it's something that you do with your loan or something like that, that they actually pay you money for being in school and for getting good grades and stuff. So they yeah. were giving us a substantial amount, like every couple months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and she was living with her sister and her fiance at the mm-hmm. time. Which wasn't the best situation. So no, when it was, it was an all right situation because we got off, along with them for the most part. It started off all right. Mm-hmm. It definitely it started off all right. But we all know how it is when you wear out your welcome, and oh, it, yeah. it got to the point where I felt as though the welcome was worn out because uh, certain situations where people asked a lot of you more than what they were doing right. for themselves. Right. It's like not only did you go to school, not only did you have a job, but you have to end up. Uh, you ended up being the cook. And the primary caretaker of the children and also the maid and that and still it wasn't good enough. So, you know, it's, and see it's the, just, the whole the whole root of us staying with them, I think, was it's kind of like when we go back to talking about the shacking up. When we, when we go back to that episode, we talked about shacking up. It's kind of the same thing. Before I had went back to Virginia to start working, we went and spent like a weekend over their crib mm-hmm. and we had a blast had so much we fun. had so much fun and see like i said it goes back to shacking up when it's kind of like a relationship when you meet somebody you're having so much fun when you see them you know when you, you spend like a little weekend yeah it's mm-hmm. not the real them it's a representative you're having fun then we move in with them and at the thinking beginning it's gonna be the same yeah thinking it's gonna be an entire year of that weekend that we had not at all and it was and i mean it, it was it started off cool and it wasn't horrible Mm-mm. but me being the person i am i know when i feel as though that i'm not wanted no. or i know when it starts to feel like mm, this is gonna get bad quickly yeah. so when we filed the taxes and we saved money from the little job that i had and then we still had a little bit of money from when you were working we found our own our first own apartment and we right. got out of there with the queen so we didn't stay there we said that what a month mm-hmm. it was a little longer than that how long like would maybe, you say it was like maybe two or three it wasn't three 
It was like maybe two. So I would say well, since I've been two. back, I don't know how long you were there. Before I think I, I was came. there a month, and it wasn't there was no problems then. And then when you got there, you were the, we were probably there for another month. So I think what we were, I was there for about two and a half months, and then I noticed that it was getting to the point where this is not going to work. And in order to save family value, because I mean we're still family. That's still my sister. We're going to see each other. Mm-hmm. So in order to save everything, we need to get the fuck up out of here. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up going to Vegas. Well, we got we'll, married. Well, we'll, we'll, uh, let me say, se- let me segue into that a little better. Um, no, no, no I know. Well, let me segue into that a little better. So first of all, I do want to say, and I'm pretty sure I speak for both of us. A hundred percent. We are and were grateful for yes. them taking us in yes. and giving us that being that next stepping stone for us to take that next step. So, yeah, we and we were told, though, not to do it. Mm-hmm. We were told that there was no issue with where we were staying. Right. Are you sure this is what you want to do? And we were like, yeah. Right. So um, we got our taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, we put some money to the side mm-hmm. for our wedding for our wedding yeah and we um we bought some wedding bands and yeah yeah okay yeah we bought some wedding bands and in may we took a trip to vegas to get married now the story of our the story of our marriage of our wedding and everything kind of ties in directly with what we're talking about now about staying with yes which is why we were like we're done yeah we're leaving but we're going to talk about the wedding at another time because it's almost time for us to wrap up yes but anyway we uh got married um we came back and um within like a couple weeks my mom helped us um not financially but Mm -hmm. she helped us find a place we found a place and we moved into a studio, mm-hmm. which was just one big ass room, had a kitchen, had a little closet and a bathroom area. And we put our bed and Leah's bed and that was ours. And we was proud as shit. Oh, yeah. That was to our be shit. There. Yes. That the rent won't high. It was we great. Had utilities included with yep. it and all that shit. Yep. We was happy. We, we was didn't like, give no fucks. Yep, we didn't give a fuck at all. We were staying in the studio, one big ass room, a bathroom and a kitchen and a closet. But we only had a toddler. She was yep. what two. That was it. So it was enough for us. Yeah. So yeah, that was our move. And then that w- that began, that began what we built w- our our building. That was our foundation. Yep. That began what we built here over the last nine years. Yep. So the big move. Thank that you for is, taking that ride with us, that guys. That is a big move. Um. Yeah, we, we, as you can see, we're kind of progressing through a lot of our story, kind of getting everyone caught up to our us getting married so that we can then really, really dive into these marriage, uh, these marital issues and stuff like that. And why we, we gotta, call it for better or worse. Yeah, we got a lot of, for as you can see just from this, we have a lot of for betters and for worses. And it, and these are all before marriage. <laughs> these we are all before marriage. <laughs> So, um, yeah, thank you guys again for tuning in. Um, we're going to, of course, end with love. We're going to leave on some love. Um, well, I will say that um, I keep saying the man that he is today. Verse is amazing. And, like, today alone, he made us breakfast. and He made sure that everything was taken care of and I wasn't feeling well. He came to check on me and made 
food because he didn't want me to be hangry before the podcast podcast and things. And I just appreciate all that you do and all of who you're made up to be. And some days I just rub your back and I just, just stare at you and you're just like, you'll look at me and I'm just like, I love you. And you'll understand the reason why I keep saying this is that I love the man that he is today because we're going to go through a lot of the stuff that we ended up going through. And even though he was always an all around good guy, he's a better guy now. And a lot of the issues that we went through, we don't, I don't even have to even think that we'll go through them anymore. And not only is he a different person, I'm definitely a different person as well. But I appreciate and love the person that he is right now. But I thank you for breakfast. And I thank you for the movie. And I thank you just for who you are and how you act. And it's genuine. And it's not like, you know, it's something being hidden or this is a facade. Like, this is who you are. And I appreciate you. And it's just, it, it warms my heart. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so something that I love about my woman. I want to say that I love you for rolling your eyes. Now, before you be like, what the fuck? I'm going to explain how, what I mean by that. There's a saying that goes behind every man, behind every great man is a strong woman. Mm-hmm. But I kind of like the saying behind every great man is a woman rolling her eyes. Now, <laughs> Like when what? I so, but I equate rolling her eyes to just it's just a substitute for strength. I'm I'm basically saying a strong woman, but I'm saying she's a strong woman. You know what I'm saying? And she's just like ah, yeah, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Not in the sense of really rolling your eyes like you don't care about nothing like that. Like so, the neck roll. Yeah. Okay. So. So um because you know I get on your nerves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but I wanted I wanted to say that because you know in this has this has been something that you've grown to be not to say that you weren't supportive but your level of support now is like so high you've reached heights of support that i never thought that you were capable of reaching like to the point where you put aside your selfish needs and the things that you want from me to support me and the things that i want to do and my goals for myself and for our family like a bunch of stuff like i'm taking on new podcasts and extra extra days for certain podcasts and then the video shoots and all of that stuff all of the work i got a bunch of work i got to do today and you you've been supporting that so much that it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of unbelievable like it's unbelievable how much that I'm able to come to you and be like, hey, I need to take some time to do this. Okay, well, as long as, you know, I got my time here and I got my time there, and you make sure I do. Meaning I got my time that you spend with me. Yeah, right. And you make sure I do, then, you know, you got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. And correct me if I'm wrong, I think it comes from a place of knowing that we got to grind this shit out. And when we get to our, when we get to where we want to be, we're going to retire and it's just going to be me and you. My, the reason why I do it is because I see a potential in you. I've always seen it from the moment where I really heard you, your, you rap, you spit, what you do. You are phenomenal at what you do. And I've always thought everyone needs to hear you, but 
you didn't have the drive and the ambition that you have now. Mm-hmm. And I've never told you to do something or not to do something. Right. You're a grown ass man dog. And my job is to support you. That's what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And if I don't feel as though that it's the great thing, I'll voice my opinion. But at the end of the day, it's your choice. If you like it, I love it. And I'm always going to support you because you're right. It is grind time and it's grind season. And from where we came from, from absolutely nothing as far as our relationship, we have literally built us up from the ground up. Oh, yeah. And we have so much more that we want to do as far as not necessarily working for somebody else. Like where I work now is great. I get benefits. I get time off. I get sick time. I get 401k. All that is great and it's wonderful and it's superb but that's not what i want to do for the rest of my life exactly and and neither one of us so i yeah. will always support you and i know where we're going and even from the little bit that we've done so far as far as you with your your artwork and you know your podcasts you doing everything in networking arizona hip-hop festival all of that all the things that you've done you have built bridges and olive branches with other people that is making what we're doing even possible so i'm going to always support you because i see your potential and i see where you're about to take us and i you i can't see where we're about to go if i'm well you don't do this i'm gonna need you to do that no you have to have room in order for you to do it in order for you to take us to where we need to go and also for me to be able to get to where i want to be so of course, I'm always gonna be here, and I'm always gonna I'm your I'm your biggest fan. I'm gonna be the one throwing panties on the stage, <laughs> or whatever it is. I don't I don't give a shit if you, I'm gonna throw panties on the podcast. I don't give I don't care. Panties Anywhere I can throw panties, the panties gonna get thrown. That's about to be the name of this episode: panties on the podcast. <laughs> People gonna be like, "Oh, they having sex." Um, yeah, but that's what I love about you: you rolling your eyes, your strength, and your support for me. Always, baby. So, um. Yeah, we're that's that. Time. That's that. Yeah, we overtime. Mm-hmm. I, I thought we were. I thought this episode would actually be a shorter one, but apparently not. Um, so let's sign out. I am VA Verse, and across from me, smiling beautifully as mm-hmm. always, gleam, just shining, is my beautiful wife <laughs> Z. <laughs> and this is for better or worse. Actually, you know what? I think we should try something new where I do the VA Verse and say my beautiful wife Z. And you say, and this is for better or worse. And this has been for better or worse. Okay. You think we should try? All right, we're going to try it. We're right. We're right. <laughs> As usual, I am VA Verse, and across from me is the beautiful, incomparable Z. You're listening to For Better or Worse. See you guys later. Peace and love. Bye, guys. I should have had the song queued up. You should have. I didn't have a song. See, that would, you messed it all up I now. I did. I did. I was too focused on that Way exit. Way to go. I was, on that, I was too focused on that Rex. exit. All right, we're going to do this one more time. No. All right. This has been for better or for worse. Thank you, guys.
No kissing, ain't no touching, there's no hugging. And in the evening, no good loving. Ain't no pretty picture you can paint. And ain't no way this life would be the same. Telling you I'm birthday, be a man without a woman. No. And you can try as hard as you can, but we ain't nothing. And in a moment, she's not there to fix your vultures. You sick as a dog right now. Kids running all around that house. No one to help you out. Picture this. You paying these bills all by yourself. No one to tell you what your health. You keep fucking up, you might as well. Picture this. Cause your world don't spin without her. But hers gonna spin without you. You can pay. No. Ain't no way this life would be the same. Telling you a man can't be a man no. without a woman. No. And you can try as hard as you can. Life ain't life, and living ain't living without my woman. Mama, mama, I'm hurting inside. Whip, whip, whip. 